Nice. I just so did she- a um a bowl of Annie's mac and cheese, and I'm very. I feel like my. <laughs> I feel like I like overdid it on the dairy, and my voice is like <laughs> dairy sodden. Yeah. How dare It'll you. probably give you like a nice buttery sound. Yeah. <laughs> nice and smooth. Yeah. Jokes will be a little cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Matt, it was good having you on. Um, <laughs> I'll see. We'll myself see. Out. Maybe yeah. we'll. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to I Think You Should Love This, the show where we try to convince people to love I Think You Should Leave. I'm new Joey Vestal, and this is my co-host, the Moon River rockin', mother-in-law lovin', father of seven little fucks, Nate Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was an incredible intro. Um, It's probably a good time for me to mention that I'm the proud father of one dog and six guinea pigs. Because of an unfortunate uh, misgendering mishap at the Humane Society, where they informed us we were adopting two guinea pigs that were both male. And sadly, that was not the case. So always double check what the Humane Society <laughs> tells you. That's my PSA for the day. Anyway, today's guest is cellist Matthew Zalkind. He performs regularly as a soloist and chamber musician, and he's the cello professor at the University of Denver. Matt just wrapped up his Musicians from Marlboro tour on the East Coast. He's also the co-artistic director of the Denver Chamber Music Festival with his wife, Alice Yu, and they just announced the third season for this upcoming June. You can check it out at denverchambermusicfestival.org. But today, he's here to talk with us about Season 1, Episode 3, It's the Cigars You Smoke That Are Going to Give You Cancer. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, welcome, Matt. We're we're happy to have you. I'm so thrilled to be here. And it's great to see you again, Joey. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, when was the last time you guys saw each other, would you reckon? It's been a few years. Yeah. Pre-kids, pre-COVID, pre-marriages. A whole other reality. Definitely. A lifetime ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like no time passed at all. (laughs) <laughs> joey you look the same i will say that oh thanks yeah i i was gonna say you you're not seeing the the weight i've gained on my <laughs> midsection <laughs> and you're not seeing the hair i've lost underneath oh no <laughs> otherwise i think we're the same yeah okay well, just grow a ponytail no no, no. <laughs> That's yeah a great idea. it's all about your hair strategy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You should have watched episode two. There's a whole, right. whole oh bit God. about, you know, hair loss, <laughs> how to <laughs> wean yourself from a toupee. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Matt, have you, I should ask, have you seen uh, any episodes of the show before? Or is, is this your first introduction so, to it? This was my first uh, time. I, I, you know, I don't watch a lot of tv in the last uh, couple of years um so this was my first time getting into the show and i um my first impressions were i really i thought it was really funny um overall i thought it was really nuanced <laughs> um some things i realized like you want to go back and watch it a couple of times and i could see it sort of settling and getting funnier over for time. sure 
nice. That's that's great. That's probably the most glowing review that we've gotten from. Yeah, especially for someone going in like blind. That's yeah. pretty great. Especially especially for someone who doesn't watch a lot of TV because this yeah. this show is <laughs> it really throws you into the deep end of like weird <laughs> fringe comedy. Yeah, no, it's I I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed, there were some things I definitely didn't enjoy, but there's a lot that I did enjoy for sure. So. Nice. I'm excited to get to that. Yeah, me too. Um, do you have examples of the type of comedy that you do love, like mm. shows, podcasts, whatever? That's a really good question. Um, so I would say that. I like watching older versions of my people. Um, and that means old Jews doing that. <laughs> so um, I'm drawn a lot to curb your enthusiasm and Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. and I lived in New York for a, a long time. So I'm definitely drawn to that world of comedy. But I'd say growing up, I was really interested in a lot of the slapstick stuff that still I still have a soft spot for. Like, I don't know, as a kid, I loved, like, the Naked Gun movies and the, mm. you know, Dumb and Dumber and things that just were overtly and, and uh, not serious in totally. any way. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I guess a broad spectrum there a little bit. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, very well-rounded comedy yeah. tastes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just let's just dive right into it. Um, let's watch the first sketch uh, called "The Magician's Volunteer," starring Cicely Strong. He was just joking around. He was a funny magician. That fat piece of shit made you look like a fool, Charlie. Basically, pulled your little dick out in front of everyone and jerked you off so until nothing came out. Like, no. Like, no. no, this is not what happened. <laughs> Okay, um, so date night goes south after Charlie volunteers at a magic show. The magician tricks and ribs him for the audience, and afterward, Charlie is oblivious to his wife Brenda's disappointment. She eventually asks him why he didn't stick up for himself during the show, graphically compares the ordeal to him being jerked off in front of the audience until nothing comes out, and explains that they will stay married until the kids are out of the house, but she will no longer respect him. <laughs> Later, we see Charlie looking a little worse for wear back at the magic show. He volunteers again, announces he doesn't have a boy dick, tells the magician he makes ten times as much as him, and screams, You ruined my fucking life! The sketch ends with magicians suck in big block letters. <laughs> so, Matt, what'd you think? <laughs> I, say, I loved it. This was probably one of my favorites from, from the episode. Okay. And, Ooh. Um, yeah, I, actually, in a way, I would say an introduction to Tim Robinson. I hate to 
admit that if, if he's incredibly popular but um this <laughs> he's not that's why we're doing okay, the podcast okay. <laughs> nobody knows about it and the people who do hate it so can i ask a really dumb question so does he yeah always have a mustache or do, does he typically have a mustache or was this added for this particular sketch it was added for the sketch. I think that added a lot to the character. Like the, the sort of... <laughs> it totally yeah. did. I don't know why it made him cheesier and more of a loser. Yeah. I love that. Just kind of dorkier. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I did... I think the moment that this show kind of had me a little bit was when uh, his wife says, I don't even respect you anymore. And I will make sure that the kids don't respect <laughs> <Yes>. you. <either." laughs> it's just... It's it's uh, uh, escalated really quickly. I yeah. love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so mean, this true. one. I I love this sketch too. What I love is like how fast his <laughs> wife turns. Like yeah. it takes like two two jokes from the magician before you see it like in her face. And yeah. and then I love like how. Like, yeah, he's kind of a dorky guy, but also he's, like, so oblivious to his wife. Like, how did he not know she was mad? Like, the whole car ride home, she's not talking or looking at him. Like, I feel like, you know, if if Ananda's ever, like, faced away in bed, laying down like that, I'm like, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking to me? What's going on? Um, yeah, it's very clear yeah. what's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, your question about the mustache... Um, reminded me like he he definitely plays a lot of different characters throughout the show but this is he he sort of rarely plays like the normal character and even Mm -hmm. though he kind of snaps at the end he's like normal for most of the sketch and his wife is kind of the one who's being crazy um but yeah that's pretty rare pretty rare in this show so i see it's it's interesting that it's your first introduction to it yeah. yeah, I I thought she was hilarious in this. Like, you know, obviously she's from SNL, but I don't know. I think since it's Netflix and they can like swear and be a little more crass, she has the freedom to like, you know, go in comedic directions that she probably doesn't have on SNL. So I yeah, just was, and she like the nice thing about this show is it's not trying to be like topical or or anything like that. So you get yeah, to really see. Didn't how funny these uh, SNL comedians are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did a great <laughs> job. The other thing that I love just in general about I think you should leave is like what you're saying, Matt, about like how quickly it escalates. Yeah. Like, yeah. The sort of like logic that rules the real world doesn't really like apply a lot of the time here. And I think I agree, Joe. I think it's really fun to watch like someone like, you know, Cecily Strong, like just totally commit <laughs> to mm-hmm. something in a way that <laughs> Like other sketches, just don't even try to take it that far. It's really yeah. funny to watch. Oh, and uh, we gotta add, we've gotta start a new counter, and we should call it the piece of shit counter because <laughs> I think that one and the what the heck counter are gonna be up there. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, just that fat piece of shit makes <laughs> you make five times as much as that fat piece of shit or whatever she said. I don't yeah. know. It's just such a like great insult. And, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You kind of wonder, like, where this story really came from, though. Like, there's some, you know, I don't know if Tim Robinson <laughs> is the writer, but how, um, you know, there was probably some some moment where a writer said, my wife 
commented on something that was so trivial and so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then they just took that one little idea and and uh, went to town <laughs> with it. I love that. Um, yeah, Tim does um, a great job at, at playing someone who's just, like, totally overwhelmed and incredulous as his wife is starting to, like, <laughs> confront him. I, I especially <laughs> love his delivery when he's like, I don't know if that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. His voice is just like almost breaking. Yeah. yeah. Or the idea that like the magician making fun of him also means that he has a tiny boy dick. <laughs> yeah. like, such a radical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many yeah. bridges that are like jumped over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's another common theme in the show is like when someone's like upset, they start making up really extreme scenarios to like explain it and uh, we got a bit of that in the whoopee cushion sketch last week and Ooh, okay, last episode and, I, yeah. i'm excited to see that yeah <laughs> just goes way too far so fast yeah um do, has this ever happened to either of you guys <laughs> hmm. i i I feel like my wife Alice is so uh, reasonable, but um, I will say that I was with my brother in New York, and you know he was visiting New York when I was living there, and we went to a comedy club, and the comedian just really went to town on people in the audience, <laughs> and my brother was sort of the the victim of this really sort of abusive banter. <laughs> yeah, and it immediately reminded me of that time a little bit, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how comedians can use uh subjects you know and at their expense make other other people laugh but um and i i thought he was you know going to be hurt by some of the things he was saying my brother we left and you're like that was so funny as well thank god you know but um, yeah but that's, i i can't that's... say that uh that nothing like this has ever happened in my life, <laughs> that's, so. that's so funny you say that because i got my parents a ticket to Tignataro when she came through town oh. and she's from I think Tennessee or something. And she asked if anyone was from Tennessee and my dad is from Texas, but um, lived in Tennessee for a little bit. And he's got, he's, you, you've met my dad. He's like a yeah. big personality. And he's like, hi, I am. And <laughs> she's like, where in Tennessee are you from? He's like, well, actually I'm from Dallas. And she's just, <laughs> spent the rest of the show like ripping on him and my mom was so so embarrassed because she, she's like not an outgoing person and um you know meanwhile my dad's just getting made fun of for like the entire show so oh. yeah that probably happens a lot maybe that's how it all started yeah that's so brutal <laughs> brutal yeah i totally i feel like i've been in situations where like there's someone performing like a magician or, you know, even a comedian or something. And they're just like taking it a little bit too far. And like, there's <laughs> sort of tension in the crowd, but it makes it so much, it makes the sketch so much funnier to me because like <laughs> the magician is, is being like as tame as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the fact that like, I don't know the fact that there are actually people out in the world who like <laughs> take it way too far, but yeah. just makes her reaction so much funnier to me. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he definitely had some like good jokes, like uh, confidence isn't your strong suit, neither <laughs> yeah, is yeah. your suit suit. <laughs> That's a good joke, but it wasn't like super harsh or anything. You know? Right, right. And clearly, just part of the 
I mean, he didn't yeah. even remember when he came back the second time and the magician made fun of his suit again. It's like, it was almost like yeah. a reflex. Not like, yeah. this is, you know, he was actually making fun of his suit. He just happened to be wearing a suit. So he, yeah, yeah, totally. You know. yeah. <laughs> That's so true. So funny. Yeah. Well, so have we changed your opinion at all? Do you like it any more or less since we chatted about it? Um, about the same? I, I, yeah, that, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it and I like, I like talking about the nuance of this particular sketch for sure. So yeah, pretty great positive review. <laughs> That's what we like Sweet. to hear. Yeah. That this all is right. going, this is going real easy for us. We don't have yeah, to we could, you at all. We should maybe stop while we're ahead. He hasn't <laughs> yeah. mentioned anything that he doesn't like so far. <laughs> no, I'm really curious to know what he didn't like. <laughs> yeah. The next, the, the next one I didn't resonate. That's that's interesting because I, I yeah I feel like this one is sort of a fan favorite. Oh, so really? we'll, I, I'm excited yeah. to I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Should we just watch it? Sure. Yeah. So this is this is sketch number two. Focus group. All right. Here we go. sketch opens on a focus group gathering ideas for Ford's brand new model. After letting the group know that there aren't any bad ideas, the moderator receives a few normal suggestions and then an older man in the back suggests that the new car have a good steering wheel that doesn't fly off while you're driving. Unsure that the moderator took this idea down, he repeats it several more times before they move <laughs> on to ideas for what it should look like, how to make it family friendly, and some other prompts. The guy comes up with some other ideas, including that the car should be too small and have no space for mother-in-law. <laughs> Paul, another man in the group, played by Zach Cannon, is branded a teacher's pet by the guy since he contributes an idea that the moderator seems to like. And then, slowly but surely, the guy seems to convince the rest of the group to gang up on Paul and tells him that he has no good car ideas. By the end of the <laughs> sketch, everyone is in agreement that Paul needs to marry his mother-in-law because he flinched when the guy flipped a water bottle at him, and it's clear that he has won the upper hand. <laughs> so, Matt, what did you think of the sketch? I, I have to say, I probably laughed more the second time through than the <laughs> first time. Um, okay, so who's the actor who plays uh, the older man? Do we know who that is? His name's Ruben something, and he's super popular now because of this. Like, he was yeah. in the latest Ant-Man movie. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was in the latest Ant-Man. Yeah. I'm curious but, yeah. to see more of his work. I mean, that he's clearly really funny. But um, Yeah, yeah, he's 
Yeah. I I can't remember. There's like a fun fact about where Tim Robinson um like found him and I am not doing my job as a as a host of this podcast because I should have that ready to go. No. (laughs) I will say something. I I definitely. Uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, Matt, I think you should love this sketch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because okay. everybody else does actually no I'll, I'll kind of agree with you like i was surprised this is the one that this is the sketch that i think captured i don't know like the attention of most people yeah like it's the most memed sketch um oh, and i was gonna say least, it's probably the most quotable yeah like, there's so many little gems from the guy <laughs> yeah yeah I, I could see um, that for sure. I will say one thing I loved was just, I mean, I did love that. And I like this the first time as well, that everybody just seemed to unreasonably gang up on Paul. I mean, I just, that yeah. in itself is great. Um, and, and how quickly they turn on him too. Yeah. Like that's, that kind of goes back to the previous sketch with like how quickly his wife turns on him and how quickly everybody turns on Paul. This sort um, of weird mob mentality where everyone just yeah. is like, yeah, fuck you, Paul. And yeah. You flinched at the bottle. You have to marry your mother-in-law. You know, that's like, I, I did like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar to the last one, too, because, like, the rules that govern social interactions in this sketch just, like, make no sense at all. Like, everyone just goes along with the, like, flinching marrying-your-mother-in-law logic. And yeah. there's no reason why why that we can tell why everyone, like, just switches to being on his side. It just kind of happens. It just happens, yeah. yeah. And I don't... Is that, like, a thing with that game, that you have to marry your mother-in-law? Or is it just because they were talking about mother-in-laws? I um, I was thinking about that as I was rewatching this. I don't. I've never heard that if you <laughs> if you flinch at someone flipping a bottle, you have to marry your mother in law. So I'm pretty sure it's because of someone mentioned it earlier, which yeah. kind of makes it better because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's even less logic. And how the moderator's like, yeah, because you flinched, <laughs> <laughs> right, like right away. He's like, yes, that's how this works. Yeah. I guess um, uh, so. This brought up another question. This this felt like the most improvised of all of them. You know, like yeah. I didn't know if maybe um, like, did they from the outset say at the end of the sketch, you're going to be saying, you know, Paul, you have to marry your mother-in-law or did they just, <laughs> just get there? You know, yeah, did they just um, go with it. Yeah. Um, and if they just I, went with it, I think I appreciate it more, you know, in a certain way. <laughs> totally. I, Joey, do you know the answer to this? I feel like I have... This is another thing that I've, like, read and forgot the exact answer for it. My, my sense is that they sort of have most of it, like, sort of sketched out, but then a lot of it is, like, just flows naturally. Like, I, there are definitely yeah. improvised lines, for sure, Yeah. throughout the show. I don't... I don't know how you could write it and have people perform it, you know, <laughs> yeah. the way that the way that it ends up, like, how how could you have written that? Like, it's such a weird yeah. thing to write. It seems like only the type of thing that someone just like blurts out. Like so, if somebody yeah, was like, totally what if we right. said like, you know, what if he dabbed? And they're like, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this one is actually to go back a couple points ago. This one. According to the ringer.com, which I've been using, they have like a ranking of all of the sketches. This one is ranked number one of all of them. 
Oh, um, dang. And I I like it a lot, but I don't think I would. It's not my top sketch by any means. But I think it just captured enough, like the majority of people's sense of humor. I don't know. But yeah. I I think it is because it's so like memeable too. Like you said, that makes it really easy for people to like share it Mm -hmm. and it just totally blows up. Yeah. Yeah, For um, perspective, I didn't bring this up last sketch but that one was ranked number 16 and there's like 53 mm. total um wow. which i thought was kind of high for that one but i i do like that one um but yeah interesting wow well i have to revisit it i guess i like i i liked it and as we talk about it i'm i'm getting more excited um so <laughs> good, like good. like the mob mentality in this focus group i think i'm becoming more excited to <laughs> yeah. like this sketch so good. there you go yeah <laughs> we, we want you to love it <laughs> as much as you love your mother-in-law <laughs> that's right you should so, ask how much he does love his mother-in-law yeah. before you say that that's the criteria well, that is a question in my notes do you guys love your mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> remember this is being recorded <laughs> i yes. i actually adore my mother-in-law she's i do too just like the best woman yeah yeah de- definitely same so, so um, I have this theory about like the whole mother-in-law, my mother-in-law sucks joke in general, is that it's it comes from people who don't like their spouse to begin with. <laughs> because I can see I don't know, yep. like I love my mother-in-law because she's so much like Ananda, you know. She's like Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, oh yeah, I see so much of Ananda in you. Like, why I don't know. That makes sense. Anyways, yeah, definitely. I can follow that logic. I guess I'm probably gonna alienate us from the like <laughs> half the... all the people who are different yeah. from their mother and from their mothers <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure there are plenty of people out there who are nothing like their mothers and <laughs> yeah. people who like right. do have horrible mother-in-laws but yeah. uh, i can I think see it... that as a as a common trend though i think probably yeah. more people are more like their parents than they would like to admit definitely yeah, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this in the episode last time, but a common theme I've noticed in the show is that like characters just tend to repeat themselves and like do it louder if they feel like what they're saying yeah. like isn't being <laughs> received appropriately. And I also so he does that like with the steering wheel thing, and then I also love how he changes it to a great steering wheel in the last <laughs> yeah. one, like, just to make it sound a little bit better. Yeah. Well, and so another reason this is in kind of the zeitgeist lately is tesla steering wheels have been popping off and so everybody's like using this as like a, a meme and like jokes on their uh social that's so uh, funny uh, i didn't know that at all yeah that's, i think a great. couple like the steering wheel popped off while they were going down the highway but... <laughs> oh my <Jesus>. god <laughs> that's not what you want from your steering i mean yeah everything is coming into perspective now because yeah. he makes a great point <laughs> Steering wheel shouldn't just whiff off while you're driving. Yeah, <laughs> whiff out the window. <laughs> oh my god, my my thing too about when he's like too small, and then his explanation for why it should be too small is that so if the steering wheel flies off, I'm toast. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I feel like a smaller car would make it easier to like catch the steering wheel yeah. if it flies off. And the fact that his rationale is that you would be toast if it's too small and therefore it should be too small. Like, that's just right. the most backwards logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he <laughs> yeah. immediately from there jumped into uh, saying that Paul was stinky and he farted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he knows. He's like he knows it's not going anywhere. He has to, yeah. <laughs> he has to change strategies. He to just criticizing yeah. someone in the How can, yeah. <laughs> It's like typical bully behavior. It's like get the attention <laughs> of me onto like someone else. I don't want to be there. The, and then the rest Low of the sketch is, is basically just, like, him gang, like, yeah. <laughs> bullying Paul. Yeah. I, I love the guy who's just like, marry your mother-in-law, Paul. Marry your mother-in-law, yeah. Paul. <laughs> so good. Yeah, everyone yeah. is immediately sold on the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've changed my opinion, I think. <laughs> I'm going to uh, change it from skeptical to... I am enjoying revisiting. Oh, good. So, okay. <laughs> That's Success. some very real progress. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I am doing the best at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely think this is a sketch that probably, like, the more you think about it, it'll get a little bit better. Like, it's one of those things where, like, even if you don't necessarily like the quotes, you'll, like, start thinking of, <laughs> like, <laughs> ways to, like, me and Joey, I think I've said before, we, like, communicate a lot with GIFs at work. And yeah. I feel like I, like I use a lot of quotes from this sketch <laughs> and just, yeah. like, are typical. <laughs> this one's interesting because... Like, the idea for the sketch isn't funny. Like, they're all in a focus group, and one guy has bad ideas, and then right. everybody gangs up on the other. Whereas, like, the idea for the last one is it's like, what if, you know, a wife got really pissed at her husband for not defending himself when he was getting teased by a magician? Like, that's a concept. This one is just like, right. let's, like, have a f focus group go funny. Yeah. yeah. Let's, like, not have a script and just see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Like it's it's all in the execution on this yeah. one, and yeah. it yeah, obviously works for a lot of people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's take a quick break and. Um... <laughs> oh, it came Perfect. in a little too hot there. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably the best I'm going to sound on this podcast. Whenever I listen to it, I'm like, oh my God, is he like half asleep? Uh, anyways. Okay. So we're back and it's time to watch sketch number three, Laser Spine Specialist. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> I can lift my son over my head again. Very shitty can do about Oh, 
<laughs> kind of a bop. Today and get back yeah. to the things you've always wanted to do. Oh, yeah, it's an ad. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, in a seemingly mundane ad for laser spine specialists, we get an oddly specific testimonial. After other participants explain their benefits, like riding bikes and tending gardens, Ron claims he can finally fight his wife's new husband, Danny Kraus, and he can lift his son over his head, and there's nothing he can do about it. He can get his money back from Robbie Stars at Superstar Track Records. So we see him burst into Robbie's office and try and get his money back. They argue about whether he was being scammed and if he'll ever be a star. In walks Johnny asking why he doesn't get any airplay and Robbie offers him a new beat to them, which they fight over. And the commercial ends with Ron laying down a new track for Moon River Rock. <laughs> so, Matt, what, what was your initial uh, take on this? I thought this was really funny. And so um, I'm assuming that um, throughout the series that this is a theme, like doing ads, like fake ads, right? Yeah, it's not there, just yeah. There's a lot of infomercial style uh, sketches for sure, and they'll they'll that. often they'll often like <laughs> just go veer the in a direction, and you forget it's an ad, and then it comes back to it at the end, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot this was an ad for laser spine specialists. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a full minute and a half of this sketch, which isn't that long of a sketch, where he's just confronting the record label guy. <laughs> And even though I've seen it like three times in the last couple of days, every time I, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, it's this, <laughs> yeah. this is how it started. It's laser spine specialists. Oh my God. Yeah. I, my initial reaction is I just, I loved how aggressive he is. Like, he's just yeah. so, like, um, relentless. And I don't know why the line, you've been rude to me your whole life, is just so stupid. And I love that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Come here, you little fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I joke a lot that I can relate to being a parent because <laughs> I clearly can't. But I I sometimes like to think that I can because I have so many pets. And um, sometimes you just like are like so annoyed at, <laughs> at your child or pet or whatever. And that's I think that's why that line is so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like all of his aggression, like over this yeah. entire kid's life, is just finally coming out. And he just like the only thing that his character cares about is like getting some sort of justice for all these different situations that have happened to him. Yeah. And it also is like, why, why is this surgery the reason that he can go and like, yeah, yeah, like confront the the guy at the record? Yeah, he didn't need the surgery to do that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, oh, yes, yeah, so this struck me as, you know, you see these ads all the time where, you know, they mm -hmm. seem to be promising this new lease on life. You know, this medication <laughs> yeah. will be yeah. right. You can wrong all of the, or you write all of the wrongs in your life, right? <laughs> yeah. And here comes this guy saying like, you know, Danny Krause ruined my life in addition to my spine and this will be fixed by this medication or this surgery. And um, yeah, I, I thought that was great. Um <laughs> is Danny Kraus is he like an MMA fighter or something? Oh, I didn't even think to look it up. 
I, I tried Googling him. I, it didn't come up. Oh, like okay. A million Danny Krauses. But, like, the way he, like, steps around the corner, like, what the fuck are you doing in my yard? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the was, fact that he's filming it in front of this guy's house. And he was, like, such an intimidating looking guy. Just like, oh, shit. I, that's why I, like, assumed he was an MMA fighter. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, so one of the reasons I wanted you on for this episode is a lot of the sketches are very musical. Yeah. And um, so I thought you would have some interesting takes. So I'm curious, is is Q-Zone a real thing? I've never heard of Q-Zone. And, you know, <laughs> so my world, though, is more classical. So maybe Q-Zone is in, like, a different... <laughs> A different kind of area of music. The pop than, industry. <laughs> pop industry, exactly, yeah. Uh, so maybe you on... should adopt it. <laughs> yeah. Just start, yeah, you can bring it. You can bring it. I would say bring it back, but make bring it a it thing. Back. Yeah, I was actually, that was one of my questions for you guys I was going to ask about Q-Zone. So I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't give you any insight. <laughs> uh, it probably is a thing. That's probably why I listen to our podcast and it sucks. <laughs> I love his delivery of that line. <laughs> but, uh, I think my favorite line that he delivers besides come here, you little fuck is let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that whole scene they're both so overly aggressive and yeah. it's like you can tell that like I, I don't know tim's character there like is is different even from his character earlier in the sketch like he just yeah. overdoes it so hard <laughs> Yeah, he comes in confident at the beginning of the ad, and by that he's just like real, you know, susceptible to suggestion. You know? Yeah, it's like the laser spine surgery; just put him at a twelve all the time. Like level yeah, 12. yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the the like record label guy is played by Connor O'Malley, and every sketch he's in is hilarious. I think, and um, they're they're often a lot of screaming in the sketches with him. So. Um, <laughs> I think they That's like great. to do that together, and they've like, they've <laughs> yeah. been in another show together in uh, in Detroiters. He they play brothers, and they're like constantly screaming at each other when they're in the show together. So. Oh yeah! <laughs> One random detail from this episode is that he first calls the song like Mountain River Rock, and yeah. then it turns into Moon River Rock. <laughs> yeah, and I I love that because it feels like an inconsistency that like sort of represents the craziness of like the improv feel of the sketches mm -hmm. but it's like nothing really makes that much sense so it doesn't even matter if something like makes a slightly different amount of less sense than something earlier in the episode like <laughs> continuity errors just don't matter because everything is so unhinged yeah <laughs> oh man yeah um this one's ranked 11 on that list which i, oh, I would wow. i would probably keep it around there like I, this one's this one's a good one in my opinion it's another yeah, I, layered episode of 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 you know things that <laughs> i think uh will stay with me for a long time one of the things i will say is um in addition to you know your family hates you only i love you <laughs> yeah. which i love um, was uh, uh uh the the record label guy saying you know it's going to be a hit. You have to relax as he's singing like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, like as a, a music teacher, you know, I'm constantly telling my students, you know, like they have to figure out physical tension is like one of those things that does get in the way of like being able to do what you're trying to do with like the yeah. cello. So seeing um, 
just in the most ridiculous context like this. <laughs> in order to execute this song you gotta relax and it's like the aggression is like so intense i love yeah, that yeah. screaming at someone to relax yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that's so funny insider knowledge from the industry you <laughs> heard it here first yeah <laughs> you gotta start telling your students you, you gotta get into your cue zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> The thing is, if I tell it to my students, they'll probably know what I'm talking about. That's yeah, <laughs> for, for once, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they know all the lingo. So, one quick story about how this has actually happened to me in my life was: Ooh. my mom was basically Robbie Star at Stu Superstar Track Records. She told me I could sing, and Matt, I don't know if you remember this, but in junior high, we had a talent show, and. Uh, I was like, I'll sing for your band, John and uh, Dustin. And we were in like the tryouts and I remember singing and the like judges to see if you got into the talent show were all like the popular kids. It was like the student body officers and cheerleaders <laughs> and stuff. And they were like laughing hysterically. And I was like, oh, it was like, it was that moment in my life where I realized like my mom was just being nice to me. I can't sing because I'm like. I'm completely tone deaf and yeah. it, it took me till I was like, you know, 14 years old to realize it, but yeah. God, that is, that's actually a horrible story, Joey. Like, can you, like, <laughs> yeah. when you're in your most like vulnerable age in your whole life, like you're 13 and the cheerleaders old. are laughing at your face. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. This is all playing out like the worst case scenario that the cheerleaders yeah. are all watching you sing and you're just, um, yeah, and you're it was horrible. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so traumatic. No, they made it into the talent show, but I didn't perform at the talent show after that. Like, oh my god, um, I think they were probably just like, well, we need eight people to be in the talent show, and only seven <laughs> people, you know, tried out or whatever, <laughs> which is probably why the band made it. But I did not sing. I'm like, sorry guys, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like, I just oh, totally. Man left him high and dry but that's so funny jeez actually they went on to thinking you're a star they went on to start their ska band they are they're all doing fine <laughs> ska ska's everlasting <laughs> all right shall we move on sure yeah let's do it we're gonna watch sketch number four new joe starring fred willard and that was my dad no matter how busy he was he always had time for his kids I didn't have a scene. Two, three, four. My condolences. Thanks, it's all mine, Parson. God, I love it. Okay, <laughs> I gotta pull myself together after that one. Yeah. <clears throat> At a funeral in a small church, a priest explains that they are going to play a song to honor the deceased man and invites their stand-in organist, New Joe, to take the floor. 
After the audience bows their heads, New Joe begins to play a zany, carnival-esque tune on his custom organ, which is outfitted with slide whistles, multiple percussion instruments, and a stack of plates that he occasionally smashes on the ground behind him. Once the song is complete, he says, My condolences to the audience. And the priest explains that it's time to bring up the dead man's daughter to say a few words. New Joe insists on playing her on and tells everyone it's okay to cry because this song is somber before careening into yet another insane and objectifiably not somber song buffeted by comic sound effects and the dulcet tones of exploding plates. Finally, the song is over and we see one final shot of the man in the coffin who smiles as the sketch ends. <laughs> so, Matt... What did you think of this sketch? This was amazing. This was really amazing. <laughs> I, I really loved this. And to see uh, uh, Fred Willard was, was also, I mean, I, um, yeah, I best in show and those movies are like, also, I'm a huge yeah. fan of those movies personally. And um, just to see him there and it must've been really close to his death. Cause I know he died. Yeah. Very yeah. 2020. Yeah. He passed away in 2020. Yeah. So it, it, it was great to, to see him. And I, I loved, um, so he's playing an organ that, you know, has no keys. I mean, there's no keyboard, there are no foot pedals. It's basically a soundtrack, and you just see his hands yeah. not playing any keys, which would typically be on an organ. That he's That's just so using. funny, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> and he's just using his hands to pull slide whistles, like penny whistle sounds, and throw plates <laughs> over a, a stack of plates <laughs> yeah. so huge yeah so he's prepared with the stack of plates that he's just throwing and um it's it's so ridiculous i loved it i thought it was awesome oh, good so <laughs> so for context this one was ranked 46 on that list wow. out, of, out of 53 and that's absolutely oh got wrong that's criminal yeah that's i i oh. agree totally like this should not be <laughs> that far down on the list i mean just this one is the one where the concept is so purely yeah. funny it's like yeah. what if the organ music was like carnival organ music at a funeral like yeah. it's like a one little <laughs> sentence that is so funny in itself and the execution is so funny it's per yeah the execution is perfect and fred willard does such a good job i love his little like looks like he like looks to the priest at yeah. one point to like yeah. be like i'm doing a good job right yeah. <laughs> i love how he's like this one's somber so it's okay to cry yeah. <laughs> and even more it, it ridiculous took, yeah it's yeah, yeah. it took me a few watches to notice what you just pointed out matt which is that like yeah it's this he's not playing any music he's only doing the sound effects <laughs> yeah it's so funny. which is so i good. didn't even notice that God. and it took me till the the very last time i watched this right before this time we just watched it together to see the the like deceased smile at the end oh yeah <laughs> i hadn't noticed that i mean probably because i was like I don't know. I usually watch things with subtitles and it was probably covering it up or something, but also it's, yeah. it's a really tiny detail, but it it's, is. Really funny. It's, it's really subtle. Unless you're looking exactly like at his mouth, it's actually super easy to miss. Yeah. Also, I have, I have absolutely no evidence for this, but I like to think that, that the shot was like not planned. <laughs> they just like yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to add this in. <laughs> yeah. I have to say another, so another great detail was that, um, you know, Everybody is dressed, you know, 
at like a funeral. Like, there's <laughs> literally every person's wearing all black. And then to see Fred w- Willard show up with a tie-dyed t-shirt, you know, <laughs> sort of like just the perfect thing that um, yeah. set the mood for this right from the start. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. such a great detail. I wasn't even thinking about that this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Has this ever happened to either of you guys? Because <laughs> this not. this has happened to me not at a funeral, but oh my god! Um, so we had an office Christmas party at my one of my previous jobs. I probably shouldn't give too many details, but it was <laughs> yeah, like don't name drop anyone. It was like a fancy affair, um, and there were like kids crawling around. Like everybody was there with their spouses, and. Um, the owner of the company I worked at wanted to get everybody's attention. And instead of like, ding, ding, ding on a glass, he decided to start smashing plates. Oh my God. And he, he probably, he probably smashed five or six plates before the (laughs) caterer like stopped him. And like, he's, he stopped smashing them long after he had everyone's attention. Like he got their attention on like the first (laughs) smash and it just, I, it was like he thought it was he smashed the first one to get attention. He's like, "Ooh, that was fun. I'm going to do it five more times." Oh my god. And wow. everybody who worked there was like looking around like, "Is this really happening?" And, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's like shards of porcelain flying across the floor while there's like babies and little kids crawling and playing <laughs> oh around. And, um oh Yeah, god. just like a very tone deaf plate smashing has happened to me believe it or that's not. crazy that could absolutely be a sketch yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. that step belongs in the show actually like so yeah i know i'm like that's a little bit too close to actually happening to you yeah i think that i don't know most of the bosses i've had in my life i could find multiple ways to make sketches yeah interactions i've had with them You've had some good stories so far on the show that relate in weird yeah. ways to the sketches. Maybe that's why I love it so much. It's it's so yeah, it's so relatable you know, to you. So yeah. relatable. <laughs> God, I will say that from the musical standpoint, I have you know in college <laughs> and in high school, I um, I played at a lot of weddings in New York City and um, and some funerals too. And it was sort of you know for a while how to how to pay rent and. Um, people want the weirdest musical shit at their weddings. Like, you know, I don't, like you want to walk down the aisle to the most random. I mean, I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but you're, you're yeah. like, you know, um, you realize the cello people, rendition of like Skrillex yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. One that's like, I was Britney Spears toxic, you know, oh, that, that appeared oh god and string quartets like all these pop songs and string quartets you're just like oh man this is horrible. i feel like i wouldn't even recognize it like if, <laughs> if a string quartet was playing it oh man that's yeah. so funny so it's really funny yeah that's it, a great it, it does happen it does happen <laughs> yeah, maybe, not does carnival, happen. maybe not carnival music at a funeral but yeah. people do ask for really weird shit so so matt I will give you $100 if you smash a plate at your next performance. Done. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, $50 if it was that easy. $10. That's you can't like, barter oh. now. Yeah. That's like three times my fee. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I should have started lower. Matt's finally going to turn a profit. <laughs> finally, after all these years. Thanks, Joey. Oh, God. <laughs> Right. Oh uh, man, Nate! I'm gonna need to borrow fifty bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you can take it out of all the money that we've made from t-shirt sales yeah. Yeah. for our merch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you Please guys buy shirts. You guys have to have merch. We do actually. Oh my um, god! Yeah, check it out at uh, I think you should love this dot com. Amazing. Check it out. Amazing. I'm in. <laughs> Um, um, I have cool. a few random things to say about this. Yeah. Let's do it. It's the second Paul of the episode because mm-hmm. the dead guy's named Paul. Oh, wow. And um, I think out of all the sketches in the show, it maybe depicts one of the situations in which someone actually saying the words, I think you should leave would be like the most accurate response to what's happening. That's insightful <laughs> yeah. observation. Which I That's find good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I also love that nobody, like, questions his insane organ setup or the fact that he just has a stack of plates there. Like, that's a, that's a detail I noticed on this on this watch was when he's like, and I'm just noticing that he has a much larger organ, even though he's been there, like, the entire time. And the fact that, like, he didn't run any of his ideas by the people organizing the funeral. <laughs> like, you just can't, they, you just, they just got this guy and he showed up and... That is thing. I also love that he bookends his performance with with my condolences. Like he says it yeah. and he plays the song. <laughs> he just says it one more time. That's great. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, love it. Great. Cool. But wait, there's more. Because I have a fun fact for this oh, sketch. Cool. I cool. stole this from I stole this from uh, Vulture, but all of this, I'm just going to read this little snippet in an article I found. So they, they basically showed like an extended cut of this sketch at, um, I, at the Netflix is a joke fest. They Hmm. they had an, I think you should leave live like panel or whatever. And it says the highlight of the night was the final sketch, a three times as long version of Fred Willard's funeral organist bit from season one. The thing (laughs) has a whole back half that got cut starting with Fred warning the funeral attendees of 75 distinct places where plates will be thrown. The shards <laughs> giving one mourner a bloody lip. Then he throws a black sheet. <laughs> then he throws a black sheet over his head and the organ. <laughs> oh man. Um, he throws a black sheet over his head and the organ so he can tune it while the deceased daughter. <laughs> I'm really struggling. Oh, While the deceased daughter gives a eulogy, oh, thinking it'll on. block the sound. That is true. Oh my god. Even, even, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, even though he thinks it's a waste that there's a quote perfectly picked clean skeleton end quote in the casket. And the pastor doesn't want him to play any rattling bone sounds. Willard is so funny in this sketch and had the audience howling. And the whole silly funeral concept felt extra poignant after his death in 2020. Hmm. Yeah, that one is, I don't, I just, I want to watch that sketch so bad. I searched for it, but I couldn't find, I couldn't find the extended cut anymore. But just reading the description made me laugh to myself so hard last night. I hope they released that. I'd love to see that. Yeah. 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 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's my fun fact. That's great. That's Yeah, that was... Oh, God, that would be... I'd love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds so <laughs> It It makes you think, too, like, I, I forget a lot of the time that there's, like, so much that gets cut. And, yeah. like, it's... it's Yeah, I wish I could see all of the all the deleted scenes, but maybe yeah. someday. <laughs> Much like this podcast, we're just cutting jokes left and right. I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We, we cut a lot of our funniest jokes. So that's yeah, why, just... you know, if it's all duds, that's why. That's why. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Uh, let's watch the fifth and final sketch here. Jazzy game night. <laughs> game night and laura has brought her older boyfriend howie after howie insult liz the host's record collection they start playing celebrity a bunch of obscure jazz musicians names keep coming up out of the hat everyone at the party is stumped except for howie who's getting more and more frustrated with their lack of knowledge on the subject he lets details slip about his relationship with laura like how she doesn't like PDA and how he criticizes her for being addicted to her phone. She decides to, or he decides to eat some nuts during the other team's turn and asks Liz to locate a nutcracker for him. <laughs> After the other team tries to guess more obscure jazz musicians, Liz returns, but how he has decided he'd rather have some gazpacho soup he saw in the fridge. <laughs> now it's his team's turn. And again, nobody can guess the names. He reveals how he thinks Laura won't be a good writer because she doesn't have a curious mind and reminds her of the night she gave him a Fitbit 
but he didn't want it because he doesn't want wrist cancer. His gazpacho arrives during the other team's turn, and he claims it burns his mouth because it's now room temp, and he was expecting it to be cold. They decide to leave the party, and Laura gets mad at her friends for embarrassing her in front of Howie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a there's a lot going on, but what would you think? Pack. I love this too. I, I thought this was hilarious. And um, I mean, from the moment that this sort of insufferable character comes onto the scene, you know, I think it's really, I just noticed now watching through it's sort of, um, I think important that it, you don't see the character's face first. You see his ponytail, you know, yeah. like a really yeah. obnoxious ponytail. And, totally. <laughs> And then he immediately criticizes the host for not having <laughs> yeah. anything rare in their record collection. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I kind of feel is. like, um, you know, this is not so far from my classical world too that to 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 uh, uh, you know say old, something like only meat and potatoes. You know, yeah. that is something I could hear in my world for sure. Yeah. So I love, so I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, they. This character that Tim Heidecker plays um, is is so perfect. Like he, he reminds me. There's there's a guy at the comic shop I go to who like runs the comic shop, and it's like it, it's like a exact replica of this guy, and it's such a like like even the way his like undershirt looks, like his costume is perfect, his ponytail's perfect, like the way when he picks up the hat to draw the names out and he like thinks the hat is cool. Like it's just, Oh God. I thought Tim Heidecker was so funny. This is, yeah. I think it. this might be one of my like top five sketches. Honestly. Dang. I, I love this one. And I have since the first time I saw it. Um, like when, when he's explaining, like, let me explain something to you. When you bring yeah. something up to your mouth and you're expecting it to be ice cold, and it's room temp. Like your lips will be on yeah. fire. Oh God! It just oh, and the way he like lets the details slip about how he's the relationship yeah. is like not a healthy one by any means. Yeah. And, um, oh God! It's just such a perfect character. And then like his insistence that everybody should like have his taste, which I guess is kind yeah. of the whole concept of our podcast Nate is that we're like trying to get we're everybody to, to love what we love <laughs> but that's so funny yeah it's what just, a good parallel yeah well I, I, I love some it. of these jazz guys are real right and some of them obviously are not like is there I don't know I was gonna ask you that <laughs> I mean, some of them sound familiar and I think the Colgate comedy hour was a real thing <laughs> like a really long time ago but um, <laughs> tiny boop squig shorter, you know, come on. That's, that can't be a person, right? Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Whatever is boop squig a thing. I, it's such a great nickname. I almost. I, yeah, I, I did yeah. Google a few of the names and the only thing that I could find for them was like fan made posters of yeah. like vintage jazz <laughs> concerts with, <laughs> with those names. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. This sketch takes so many different turns. And it's like yeah. all because Tim Heidecker's character just like <laughs> cannot make up his mind. 
yeah. like every everyone in his mind is just like there to agree with him and like do his bidding and yeah. he just like basically abuses everyone at the party yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, he's so good. funny and yeah. like he came to the party with a ziploc full of walnuts that are like uncracked, uncracked. Like, yeah he he prepared to bring the walnuts but didn't bring a nutcracker <laughs> assuming where be your nutcracker yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and, the gazpacho he saw yeah. in the fridge that in the fridge. went yeah. rummaging through. Why was he looking? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's such a funny detail. Yeah, there's no reason for him to know that she had that. <laughs> there's no reason. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tim Heidecker is great. Like, this kind of comedy, like, the my first exposure to this sort of alt comedy was from Tim and Eric, I think. Yeah. And um, so I was really happy to see him in this, because when I first started watching the show, I was like, oh, this is, like, very Tim and Eric. And then to, like, have him in it, I was like, oh, good. Like, it's kind of his endorsement, I guess. And Full circle. Um, yeah, he's he's so funny. And, you know, we talked about how that one guy was in Ant-Man 3. He was in Ant-Man 2. Little, yeah. <laughs> little fun fact. Um, just a little part in there. And, yeah, wow. I mean, he, yeah, he's... Everything he does is funny. Like, the way he asks for the nutcracker is funny. Like, when he farts and he's like... <laughs> What? I said, excuse me. We all do it. It's embarrassing. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. Just, it's like when when they're leaving, he's like, hey, we're going to use his parents' basement for if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> just, oh, God. He's, yeah, he, he nailed it. It's so funny. It's so funny. And I, I have to be honest, like when I hear people talk about obscure music, like my defenses go up a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hey, like my world is obscure music, but then you realize yeah. like the guys who are like this, who are the most <laughs> aggressive and horrible, the, there are people like this in every, you know, in every world, right? But you know that there are these jazz and classical music lovers who are just really offensive and they're never <laughs> really the musicians, right? It's always like yeah. these, <laughs> these fans. fans who just become weirdly <laughs> obsessed and, you know, these aggressive Again, super fans of obscure yeah, shit totally. it's me and nate it's, with it's the us. show yeah it's us we're we're howie ah <laughs> no but this is this is not obscure That's this is so awesome good. i love this i thank you guys for introducing me to this stuff because i have to say yeah. i'm um i've enjoyed going through it a lot so okay. I'm I don't so know, glad you liked it i don't know if yeah. you expected i i don't know if most of your guests have not liked most of the sketches i don't know how does how has that been so far we've gotten mixed we've gotten middling reviews i think our first yeah. two guests like liked a few things but for the most part we're like i probably wouldn't watch another episode of this yeah. <laughs> which tells you yeah. all that you need to know yeah. <laughs> and most of the people in our lives don't love <laughs> have it. the same reaction um, yeah. Like, Ananda does not think it's funny. I keep thinking I find a sketch that she'll laugh at, and I show her, and she just, she just will be rolling her eyes. And I'm like, you need to be on the podcast, because you'd be, like, the perfect yeah. guest. But you have to watch an episode. If you do it, she's like, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so yeah. good. Yeah. 
I get the sense Wait, this is a me... show where you just you have to drink the Kool Aid, right? Like you have to really yeah. buy into what's happening. You yeah. have to watch it again. Totally. You have to appreciate the nuance. You have to see what's going on in every, and you have to yeah. look for the layers of of you know because a joke goes by like that and it's so funny, but then you, right. when you watch it again, you really appreciate it. Yeah. So I, you kind of got to let the current take you. You can't fight it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah yeah you're you're right though matt there is like a surprising amount of nuance in a lot of these sketches and actually like Mm -hmm. doing this show has show like just re-watching the sketches so many times for this show has actually made me notice so many things that i haven't noticed on like you know my first five watches of it (laughs) um there's so many little subtle things there's all these different categories for the sketches too like some of them are like the you know the focus group sketch where the concept isn't really funny but the execution is super funny and some of them it's like just a hilarious concept and other ones it's like both and other ones it's like just so weird that it's funny you know (laughs) yeah um, yeah like totally i since you haven't seen more episodes like i'm really excited for you do you think you'll watch the show like do you will you watch more I will definitely watch more. I'm <laughs> yeah, very curious to watch more. So you yeah. guys have, have definitely yeah. turned me on. I was just going to say that's a that's a perfect segue to um, getting yeah. your final vote, which is you love it, you hate it, or you don't love it yet. <laughs> I have to say, like for the most part, I I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, I really great. do, and it. Um, that's our first I love it. Woo! That's our first award. I'll, I'll create a little jingle that we can play yeah. whenever this yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say my overall impression is that these sketches they they left impressions that I'll think about. <laughs> I mean I like I like when you guys talked about how you sent each other like memes of you know, these things that just keep coming <laughs> yeah. up from some of these sketches. Because yeah, you could see how it, it leaves a mark for sure. So, yeah. Um I love totally. that. And, uh, we'll definitely watch more. So sweet. <laughs> That's <a> great. <laughs> well, I'm so glad, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there. This is a pretty good episode too. So yeah, there's a lot um, of good sketches in it. Yeah, there are some where you might have like one that's really, really top Funny, notch, and yeah. the other ones are like okay, but yeah. Well, um, oh, accurate, that reminds so. me. Just to go back, oh, yeah. uh, the Jazzy Game Night one was ranked 15 on that. Um, oh, on that wow. list, so pretty up there. I, right? I, yeah, it's pretty up there. I would still put it higher, personally. But... <laughs> Bump it up. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the the Fred Willard skit and the jazz one were, <laughs> were my favorite for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just great. But you know, I could see how some of these sketches would fail, right? I mean, because when you take <laughs> yeah. this kind of a risk, you know, it's like all <laughs> great art involves risk, right? That it's <laughs> totally. Um, Sometimes totally. it's just not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So, and you never know. I feel it's it's actually really fun to do this show because like a lot of the sketches that are just sort of like I don't know, like mediocre to me, like other people find really funny, and it's so mm-hmm. funny to like hear like what tickled their funny bone about them because it, it always makes me appreciate it a little bit more. But yeah, yeah there's sure. I I totally agree. Like it's a very like risky show in terms of it. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of the whole thing of the show is like it, it takes one idea and it commits as hard as possible to like yeah. taking that idea as far as it can go. And yeah, yeah it's definitely going to it's not always going to be batting 100 for, <laughs> when you do that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Makes it way funnier when it succeeds. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry guys, you didn't have a, a hater on the show. I I was in. That's okay. <laughs> we got a lover. Yeah, it just makes our job easier, Matt. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. really have to do anything if you already like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just we spent way less wine. time convincing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Our, our most famous guest loves this, so I think you should love it too, audience. <laughs> our most famous guest. It's not even hyperbole. You're absolutely... Yeah. I'm famous in the um, jazz legend Marcus the Worm Hicks world. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some, some guy with a ponytail look, and he's like, oh, you don't even have any Matt Zalkind in here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Matt, I have, a, I have a question for you. If you had, like, something in the middle of your name, like the worm, what do you think it would be? <laughs> oh, man. A couple of offensive things just <laughs> my brain. Um, that's a really good question. Um, hmm. No pressure. Yeah, let's see. I think just the cellist, you know? Like, because there's mm. just, you know, yeah. uh, it's very descriptive. It kind of goes right to the core of of you know everything i do all day so that would probably right be it. but if i asked you nate what would be your <laughs> middle oh no quote, what would it be i'm gonna make joey go first because he's known you for longer oh god um that's right Just wait deflect. am i am i finding a nickname for for yourself Matt or myself no, oh for myself. oh oh i thought i, I understand no no for you what, how would you name yourself yeah okay that's a great that's a great question um, actually, I have gotten a few of these nicknames already. I used to be chronically late to everything, and uh, so my friends would refer to me as Nate Never on Time Bennett, um, uh, pretty consistently. <laughs> but I've, uh, I feel like I've changed, because Leilani, my wife, is, like, very much always on time, and it's, awesome. it's been a, it's, I've had to turn on my survival mode, um, and start <laughs> being on time to things. <laughs> nice. That's good. I'm, How are you, Joey? I, um, the only nickname I've had that's kind of like that is Safety First Joey. Um, which oh. is kind of dorky, but hey, I've been hurt a lot, so Safety First does. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your helmets. So clear, yeah, clearly you haven't, <laughs> yeah. you haven't held up your mantra. But well, I, I think I adopted the mantra because, you know, because I've, you got hurt so much. Yeah, I've been on fire. I've had bones sticking out of my body, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when safety <were> you... first guys <laughs> <laughs> when have you been on fire when i was a kid mm. yeah campfire lighter what's the source pretty serious stuff, serious stuff. what's um, the source of the fire i mean it's not a funny story but it was just like a <laughs> campfire i mean it's it really probably not a funny never st- is when you're on yeah. fire <laughs> no i mean the funniest part is that um, I remembered to stop, drop, and roll like halfway through <laughs> sprinting away from my leg that was on fire. Jeez. Um, That's great. So I'm glad worked. you made it out. Yeah. The, yeah, it worked. Well, it worked. Yeah, I was rolling and like kicking it in the dirt, basically. But yeah, it was like a campfire. Yeah, mm, that makes sense. Joey, the poster boy for a stop, drop, and roll vessel <laughs> here on the yeah. show. I don't think Poster Boy will ever be in my nickname. <laughs> Depends on what it's for, Joey. Um, 
Matt, it was Dude. so much fun to have you on the show. Jo- right. Do you have more, Joey? Do you have more? No, go for it. Sorry. God, <laughs> flow's all messed up now. Hey. Um, <laughs> Thanks so much. And... For, yeah, we, I, we had a great. Oh, oh. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay. Just dump I'm... it. Just dump, dump it the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. This is never going to hear the light of day because we can't wrap it up. <laughs> after you please no no you you were so much fun uh to have on the show we really appreciate you being yeah, here for and sure great discussion you guys. is there this is fun. oh thank you <laughs> 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 nobody ever congratulates us we gotta have you on, more often. on your show yeah. i think it's great yeah. thank <laughs> you <laughs> i love it so. um and is there anything just... that oh just to confirm, you're cool with us using your real name, right? Of course, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you've got like this this highbrow audience, and yeah, you're really you slumming it with us. So, <laughs> no, there's, there's no classical music audience. I don't know what you guys are thinking. But there's going to be this doesn't exist. All of your super fans are going to be yeah. like, "Oh God, Joey Vestal <laughs> podcast." We've created a Google problem for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's right. Like Rick's uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Speaking of uh <laughs> Don't Google Centaurum if you have <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of Google, is there anything you'd like to plug, like a website or your social media or anything oh, like man. that? Well, of relevance, I should say because it's fresh on my mind. Uh, my wife, Alice, you and I were both cellists, as mentioned at the start of the show. Um, we run a chamber music festival here in Denver. We put chamber music in really cool places around town in June. Um, one of those places is the top of the Daniels and Fisher clock tower in downtown Denver on June 7. Oh, cool. Drinks included. Uh, should be a really okay. fun concert. Um and so we just announced the third Denver Chamber Music Festival, and you can check out our website and see uh, what's going on there. And if you're in the Denver area, um, come check us out if you want to hear some. We actually have a guest uh, coming this year that is of particular interest to these to this audience. Tiny Boop Squig Shorterly will be coming <laughs> this June. And you got him. <laughs> yeah, you got him. He's so hard to book these days. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So, come check him out. <laughs> That's awesome. For Good sure. plug. Um, I also want to thank our listeners. Um, if you have an example of this happening to you in your life or something similar, send us your stories to info at I think you should love this.com all one word uh, maybe we'll read them on air or i don't know maybe we'll, not we'll with them Who knows? we'll screen them yeah if they suck we're not gonna sorry <laughs> <laughs> i read your i read your thing that you sent in and it sucked <laughs> it totally sucked <laughs> it's probably all gonna be better than this podcast <laughs> yeah the bar is very low <laughs> this podcast is gonna morph from like us reviewing the show to just us reading these emails that are way funnier <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I think you should love this. Shop our merch on I think you should love this dot com, and don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars, please. And tune in next week. Our guest is Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> God damn it! You got Yo Yo. <laughs> You're not the most famous guest for long, Matt. <laughs>
<laughs> just kidding. He's he's not our guest next week, but tune in. See once see we who blow is. Up, he'll yeah. be begging to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, Matt did it. Yeah, once he hears <laughs> that, Matt's done here. <laughs> oh, so. Sorry to derail the whole closing of the podcast. Um, did Alice watch it with you, Matt? She didn't. No, but oh, okay. I'll, I'll mm. try and get her into it. I sort of, as you were Perfect. describing Ananda's reaction, I was sort of thinking that is what Alice would <laughs> do. Yeah, do as I was well. kind of curious. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you an update. I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, let us so. know if she liked it or hated it. Let us it. know. Okay. Um, um, email info at I think you should love this.com, Matt, with what yeah. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> cool. Well, Matt, it was so much fun having you on. You're the best. And yeah, thank uh, you guys. I'll, we'll see you all next time on I Think You Should Love This. See you Bye. next time.